Welcome to another episode of It's a Long Beach Thing, where we bring on guests and we talk about this beautiful city we call Long Beach. And now, here's your host, motivational coach, Paul Fortune. Welcome to another episode of It's a Long Beach Thing. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And like us on Facebook on It's a Long Beach Thing. Danielle Thelma, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you, Paul? Cool. Thank you so much for coming on today. You know, I've I've been excited about our conversation because I know it's going to be fun and exciting. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Cool. So let's dive into It's a Long Beach Thing. What is your first connection with this great city? Okay, so I moved to Long Beach in 2006 to come here for college. So I'm actually from Northern California, which is where I am right now doing this podcast with you. So um, I moved down here to go to school and I did not know a single soul, actually. I think there was maybe, okay, not a single soul, but there was one other person from my graduating class at Rockland High that was coming down to Long Beach State, but we weren't really friends. So I really feel like I came down here not knowing anybody and I was just like all right let's do this we're going on an adventure and so I moved here in 2006 I kind of always assumed I would move back home and then didn't you know what I mean I created a life made all my friends started a business have a company and now now I'm here and I'm happy to be here because honestly I, I really 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 love it it's a great place to you know make some roots so what what about Long Beach State attracted you to the university? You know what? So I went to, a you know, we did, my parents and I went on like a little college tour and we checked out Long Beach State. We checked out, where else did we go? San Diego State. Um, we checked out San Diego, UC San Diego. And I think the thing that really drew me into Long Beach, as far as the campus is concerned, is like all of the greenery. Like it wasn't super flowery. And like, I remember being at San Diego State, nothing wrong with San Diego State, but it was just like very, you know, flowery and really pretty. And I just really enjoyed the nature, kind of like the blank slate that Long Beach was. It was just nice, big, open green grass amphitheater. And it was like, this is, this is a good place to be. Felt good. And my dad was like, are you sure you want to go? I was like, I'm a beach girl, dad. And he's like, no, you're not, but okay. But now I'm a, now I'm a beach girl. Was, was your, was your dad and mom sad that you were going so far away or? Yeah. I remember a, a Mitsubishi Eclipse was like the hot car back then. And my dad was like, if you stay home, I'll buy you a Mitsubishi Eclipse. And I was like, I'm out. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never got my Eclipse, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, when you were going to Long Beach state, uh, correct me if I'm not mistaken, you were trying to get into the education field. Yeah. So I actually, you know, I'm going to be very honest. It took me about six and a half years to graduate. I changed my mind a whole lot. I went from a journalism degree because I actually really enjoy reading and writing. So I started off with journalism and then I moved over to English. My degrees are in English education and linguistics because I just really enjoy, um, I don't know, like phonetics and all of that. It's just really fascinating to me. And then I was like, okay, how am I realistically going to use a linguistics degree? Who knows? So I was like, okay, I'm going to go into education. Thought I wanted to be a teacher as time went on. I just, you know, that wasn't where my heart was. And honestly, I'd never even knew what I truly wanted to do. 
I remember, so after I graduated college, I worked at um, Riley's down on Second Street in Belmont Shore. I served beer there for seven, eight years, just trying to figure out where I wanted to go with my life. So I have these degrees in education. And I never put them to use, but that's okay. <laughs> so so was it, when you graduated college, at first, that was going to be your goal to go back, but you met your husband. So yeah. talk about that a little bit. That is that the anchor that, can, or I shouldn't say <laughs> yeah. Anchor. But that that's the reason for for the staying. old ball and chain, yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no. I met him. I met him at Long Beach State, and we just you know hit it off and started making our our friends and creating our our life here in Long Beach. And like I said, now my business is here in Long Beach, and so I was like, you know what, this is this is going to be home for a very 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 long time. So this is this is my life now, you know. So you're, you're kind of at, at Riley's doing your thing. I'm sure you knew everybody that, because Riley's is such a community. I mean, I, I bet everybody that goes into Riley's, you knew every single person, what they drank, what yeah, they like, well, I was like, I had their, I knew like who had the Bud Light, who had the Budweiser, who wanted the schooner of whatever. And it was like, I saw him walk in, I went and got it. It was on the table, customer service always. And um, yeah, no, I, I, I was there for a long time. I knew everybody by name, what their kids ordered. It was who wanted ranch and barbecue like I, I got all of that down <laughs> yeah so I mean I, I would imagine there was a, a feeling of being comfortable and yeah. you probably got to the point where you know what I'm getting a little too comfortable so talk about you know thinking about what did you want to do further than being at Riley's you know I was one of so I'm in real estate I'm a realtor as I mean you know but for everyone who's listening in here I do real estate and um, I remember realtors starting to, I didn't know what I want to do. I was like, what am I going to do? And I was one of the millions of people in the world who say, you know what? I think I'm going to get my real estate license and sell, and sell real estate because it seems so easy. I'm just going to go out there, slaying some houses, make some money. I got a flexible schedule. I can do whatever I want. That is like, I could not be further from the truth. I mean, there are some truths to it, but if, I mean, in any business of owning your own company, but I was one of those people that thought I could just get into real estate and everything would be, would, would be roses. But I was working at Riley's. I saw realtors, you know, bringing clients in, sitting down, having lunch. Um, I remember there was one, uh, what's it called realtor there. And he had like the list of all the places that they were going to go see. And I just kind of started picking his brain. And then I said to my mom, not my mom, my mother-in-law, I said, I think I want to get into real estate. And she actually connected with me with my broker, Barbara Betts, who's the owner of um, the RE Collective, which is where I work. And her, the connection there was that Barbara's son played baseball with my brother-in-law. And they actually had a position open just as like front desk admin. I'm talking like minimum wage, licking envelopes, putting stamps on stuff like very, very, very entry level. Honestly, I was, you know, with my degrees, I was completely overqualified for this position. But I was like, you know what? Let me see if this is actually if I do I really want to be in real estate. This is, would be an amazing segue if that is the case. And just see how this goes, you know. So that's kind of how I got put into the world of real estate. And after like a little bit of time, I remember my broker coming up to me and being like, Danielle, like get it together. Where's your license? Like we said that we were going to do this. Where are you at? So she was a huge motivator for me to like, take those next steps in order to, you know, get it done. And she really helped me build the amazing foundation for my business that I'm just trying to keep rocking today. So when you were entry level at that 
point only make a minimum wage, I would imagine you were still probably having to work at Riley's to oh, yeah. make ends meet. Yeah. So I was definitely not where I was making my money. It was just really where I was getting experience in real estate. And I was um, still working at Riley's full time, still had all of my shifts that I was having before. So I was working my butt off and, but it really came on to a time where I was like, so I, I had that entry level job. I got my license and then I was trying to do both. I was trying to sell real estate and still work at Riley's. And I was like, at one point, when am I going to like let go of this crutch that I have, which was Riley's because that's where I was making all my money to really go full force into real estate because I feel like I was like 50% here, 50% here. And I was never going to really give it my all in real estate when I knew that if I just felt broke, I all I had to do was go pick up a shift. Like I needed to get rid of that crutch in order to really apply myself in real estate. Oh. Well, I didn't, I didn't realize that. I didn't know that when you got your license, you were still, still at Riley's. Okay. Well, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. So then, so there were, so there was a, a period of time where you're, you're kind of dipping your toe in the water, you're doing the Riley's thing, you're doing the real estate and you probably weren't making the traction that you thought you were going to make. Right. Is that, is that the accurate? So I, uh, I got my license in January Mm -hmm. And then I had it made a single, I mean, it takes six months to, in order to sell a house, sometimes more anyways. Um, and um, I had, so I got my license in January. By May, I was like, I'm not doing anything. I need to do something here. And so I had not, I'm sorry, it was April. And I had said, I went, I put in my, my like two months notice. I was like, I'm going to be done after Memorial weekend. So June was really when I like took it off and just was, full-time real estate all of the time. And I actually, in the month of August, so two months later, I closed four transactions after like really just like cutting the cord and going all, going all in. And it was, it was scary as hell. Am I allowed to say that? Am I allowed to say that? (laughs) (laughs) It was scary as hell, but it was the best thing I could have done for myself was really just diving in and, and committing. It was huge. Well, and you had a great support system with with Connor. I'm sure that that was uh, that was communication with him, right? Because he he had to take the reins at that point in time, yeah. as far as being the financial rock at that yeah. period of time, where you were, you know, you know, at ground zero trying to build your your business, right? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's really important for anyone going into any business adventure. Like you got to make sure that you're going to be, you know you're not going to be scraping by in order to achieve those goals. You need to be comfortable so that you can truly commit. And it's okay if it takes you a month or whatever in order to, to make something happen. But yeah, so like we had to have a lot of conversations like, okay, are we sure that we're going to do this? This income that I've been having for years and years and years isn't going to be there anymore. Like we need to make sure, are we all on the same page with this? And so luck, I mean, of course he was, you know, he's so supportive. So it all worked. It clearly all worked out just fine. (laughs) So then, so, so in June, you got, you said how many transactions do you got in June? I, so I started full-time in June and then by August I had four. Holy moly. Four transactions in August. And I feel like I was like running around, like my hair was on fire. I was like, what is going on? And now if I have four transactions going on at one time, like I, I, I mean, I, it's very normal for me luckily. And so it's like, it's okay. But I remember that first, that August I was just. It was madness. 
Well, I, I would imagine that that Barbara probably pulled you aside and says, this is not normal for somebody as new as you to have four transactions. She probably said, well, this is pretty, this is pretty awesome. This is pretty remarkable, correct? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I have such a big support system when it comes to, you know, where I work and everything. And I mean, that's huge. You know, I think that's a beauty of, you know, our area is that even though Long Beach is so big and so vast, like people truly like, you know, there's a huge sense of community and people want each other to succeed. And that's really special. You don't get that everywhere. So how long did it take for you to start? Because I imagine you had the four transactions. I'm, I'm sure you're feeling good, but you're still a new agent and you still had a lot to learn. We, yeah. And you still, you know, we all learn. We you all learn, learn every day. Okay. Yeah. But when did you start to feel like, okay, I am a realtor now, you know what I mean? There's, there's that transaction or that, that, shift in mindset i know you had the four 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 deals going in which is great but when did you start to feel okay okay now i am realtor i mean honestly probably i think that there's a there was a big shift between like like selling real estate and having a real estate business Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like there's in any in any what's it called career path that you are on. There's a difference between, you know, being a business coach and having a coaching company kind of thing, you know, and, or like running a coaching business, I mean. And so I honestly, it took a while. I would say I've really only felt like I am, I don't know. I feel like I'm still learning every day. I feel like I'm still such a baby in it. And like, everything is like, um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm very skilled now, which, and I have a lot of experience, which is amazing, but it took a long time for me to really feel like I got this. And even then when that, like everything kind of switched over and I realized I got this, then I was like, do I like, are we, (laughs) you know what I mean? It took a little while to like build that confidence. And and now I'm like, I got this. Now, 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 now you're in the well in the group because I I remember not too long ago you guys bought your first home and not too long after that you uh, traded up to move somewhere else all in, in Long Beach. So talk about that a little bit. You went from a yeah we're we're, we're Long Beach to, to another home. Yeah, so we our first house we bought it in right by the traffic circle. So we were in a little we were it was me and my husband. We had our baby. We had two dogs and two cats in a hundred year old craftsman right by the traffic circle. We would walk around in third every other day. So our favorite place, we still go there like every other day, but I mean, <laughs> we love that place. And um, we, then we ended up having another baby. So we literally had two dogs, two cats, two babies, two adults in 800 square feet. And it was madness. But I mean, honestly, I wouldn't, you know, trade it for the world. So we ended up, well, I guess I did trade it. So <laughs> we uh, sold that house and then we moved over. Now we're at Stearns and Palo Verde. So we didn't move very far. I mean, it was a very easy move. I think it was what, like two miles down the road. So, you know, now our closest place that we frequent is poor Richard's. So, And and uh, it went full circle because I think you told me one time your first job in Long Beach was the Starbucks right there, right? Yes, that's so funny. Yeah, so I worked at that Starbucks right there at Stearns and Palo Verde and, um, that was like one of the first places that I worked because I, I up in Northern California, I worked at Starbucks knowing that I could transfer to a different Starbucks because I wanted to come back down to Long Beach. And so um, I transferred to that Starbucks. And what's so funny is I go in there because that's where I live. So I go went into that Starbucks the other day just to grab my morning coffee. And when I was there, because 
I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I have pretty good handwriting. And so they had me like do like all the decorations, like where you would um write in like the type of coffee that it is. And I don't know, I would always like draw something on it. And I walked it in, it was up there. And I was like, I was, it had been like years. Like I'm talking like seven, eight, nine years. I mean, because it was a little while ago now. But I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, I wanted to tell the barista so bad. I was like, I wrote that. And I'm like, this guy does not care. So like, I'm just, I'm not going to say anything, but it was kind of a, it was a fun moment for me. That's pretty cool. And now does that consider the Los Altos area? No, I mean, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I'm right on a cusp of Los Altos is one part of that intersection. And then the a plaza starts at the other side of the, of that intersection. So, so a lot of plaza. Yeah. So our house is in the plaza. Okay, cool. Cool. And now, you know, you have, two daughters like you said you have two daughters a husband a full-time real estate uh career Mm -hmm. and we as we've talked about it you mentioned a little bit of it being in real estate that's 24 7 basically there is really no day off day off maybe maybe on a tuesday morning where you can do your shopping and stuff like that but but pretty much you're you're 24 7 that the phone rings you're answering it so it, it it doesn't it doesn't stop so there's a lot going on. So how do you balance that with, with your, your family? Because your, your kids are very young, right? Yeah. And obviously you want to be present with them. And I'm sure it's sometimes it's very hard to be present when you're thinking about selling this home and going, it's going crazy. It's yeah. So I've had what- to learn. I've really, really had to learn like, what is the priority here? You know? And it's like, I have learned that and I learned this very early in my career, which is super, super helpful. It's like, I look at my calendar and I'm like, what are the important things? What are the things with my children? This is the day that Claire has dance class. This is the day that Cameron has swim lessons. Um, we're going to go, my husband and I are going to go on a date night this night. And I put that in the calendar and those things don't move. You know, if someone calls me and says, Hey, can you show me a house? I'm so sorry. I have an appointment. I have an engagement at that moment. I can show you at 12 o'clock or I can show you at three and like, show me what your calendar looks like. And that's what your priorities are, you know? And so I even have, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm like the most pious person in the world. And I follow this to a T all the time, but I do have a do not disturb on my calendar from like six to eight. Like that's my time to have dinner with my family. Um, bath time. We're going to read some books, put the kids to bed. I can kind of turn it back on after that. But I, and it doesn't work every day because there are some days when if like a client has to like, has to do something at seven o'clock, I'm not going to say no, just because, you know, I'm there needs to, it needs to be, you know, within reason, of course, but I try really, really, really hard to like, when I am with my family, I am with my family, but that's hard. You know, it's definitely, definitely not perfect, but a work in progress. I'm a lot better than I used to be. What was there a switch in you when that happened? Is it when you first got your first kid, Claire, or 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 was there a transition to that? Because I imagine as a as a realtor, especially I know now you've been in it a little bit longer, so you have a little bit more experience of it. But I would imagine, especially in the beginning, when when a client said, "Let's go," you're probably like, "Hello, oh, 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 drop everything right and just go," and it was the worst. And so yeah. I've learned that. Um, in anything in life, not just in business, but in anything, it's so much better to be proactive than to be reactive. So where before I would like, when a client called me, I'd be like, drop everything in order to go do it. And now I'm more proactive where I'm like, 
hey, is there something that you like, do you want to go check out some houses this weekend? So I can put that on the calendar and schedule other time around it as opposed to just waiting for them. Because I'm also a very emotional person. I would feel guilty if someone was like, hey, can we go see this house in an hour? And I couldn't do it. I'd be like, oh my gosh, they're going to go use a different realtor. They don't want to work with me anymore. And I'm like, you know what? No, like, what is my priority? My number one priority, my number one value is my family. And if there's someone who doesn't align with that, then that's okay. And we don't need to work together. You know what I mean? And like, I feel very fortunate that I'm at a place in my business where not everyone and I are going to fit and jive and that's okay. I'm still going to be able to feed my family, you know? So I was like, I don't know if there was like some like moment where I was like, you know what, this has to stop. Like I, I don't have like one defining thing that I can think of, but it was probably when I started, when I got pregnant with my second, and I was like, okay, like, this is serious. This isn't like, oh, I have a kid. Like we have a, like, like, this is like your family. Like we need to figure it out. You know, I think I just started running myself a little bit ragged and I was like, you can't do this anymore. This is not sustainable. You're going to run out of real estate real, real, real quick. If you keep doing this. <laughs> no pun intended, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I think that, that, that's great that you had that, that, that realization, especially, with your kids being so young that you're yeah. being able to be present. And I think though the energy of that helps you, right? Because on the, the client on the other end is like, Oh, this, this person's busy. Like if you were always about, Oh, I can do it right now. Oh yeah. The client might be like, uh, oh, this person is very available. Am I their only client? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's some mysteriousness if that's the right word that you're like, okay, well, I can meet you from this and this. Like, I appreciate that perspective. That makes me feel a little bit better because I yeah. still have a hard time saying no sometimes, you know? So no, I think it, I think it helps you because you're like, okay, I can meet you from two to four and yeah. you, you don't need to, you need, you don't need to go into your personal life on what you're yeah. doing before that or after that, that's your yeah. business. But you say you're meeting from two to four and the, the client on the other side is like, oh, this, this realtor must be busy. You yeah. know? So maybe I need to work with somebody that's busy. Yeah. Okay. Well, I never really had that perspective on it, but I love it because it makes me, that's, it will make me feel a little bit less guilty when I have to be a little bit more like, this is the schedule. So talk to me about advice that you could give to mothers in your situation. I mean, your career is your career. I mean, you, yeah. you, I, I know you're 110 and your family is 110 too. So worlds collide at times. Yeah. And I'm sure there's times where you're like, oh man, I don't, my, my head's spinning. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Talk to, talk to the, the moms out there and the dads out there yeah. on, on what they can do to, you know, be able to do everything because you I have, everything. I have the, honestly, it always comes down to support and it always comes down to community. I am um, a member of Fit for Mom Long Beach. It's a local mom's I mean, I want to say it's a gym, but it's not even a gym. It's a community and we all support each other and love each other. And all of the dads be have become friends and we work out at different gym, uh, gyms. I mean, it feels like a gym uh, parks around Long Beach. We go to Eldorado Park and we go to Hartwell and we go to Marine Stadium. And not only like, I mean, I know this is not necessarily like, how do you do it all? But really what it comes down to is finding that sense of you are not alone everyone else's kids are jerks sometimes too. Everyone else's hair is on fire sometimes too. Like as like moms and parents really like other people are having the same exact experiences as you. And it can be very, very isolating or you can be proactive. 
and you can join an amazing group of people and really just have that like someone to bounce those gripes off of because sometimes you you know by the at the end of a long day you don't necessarily always need to go home and just meh, 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 with your with your spouse because like you want to talk about positive things too but sometimes just like really finding people that are in the thick of it with you is huge and so if there's any moms out there listening to this fit for mom long beach check them out or reach out to me and i can get you a free class because honestly it has changed my life it also changed my business. A lot of these women, I, I have helped them buy and sell houses and their families and everything. But beyond all of that, it's just the most amazing group of people to really support each other through it all. So find your tribe is what you're saying. Find your Yes, find your tribe, whether I mean, whatever kind of tribe that is. But I found mine and I'm very grateful for it. All right, well, let's transition a little bit. Uh, I want to talk about uh, the Long Beach market. And I get what we, we talked about this off air. And you're like, well, that could change in a moment. So yeah. this we're talking about August here. So talk, talk to us a little bit about where you see the market now and, and where you see the market going forward. You know, I know this might not be a popular opinion and you may disagree with me and that's cool. But yeah. I think that I think that the slowing of the of the um, of the values is a great thing. I was scared, literally scared, you know, in 2015, 2016, 2017, where the and, and even further 2019 in, in some of these where the growth month over month was going crazy. And I'm thinking, this is not good. This is not good. I want to I want more responsible growth. And I think we're seeing a, a, a slower down with growth. And I don't see it as a bad thing. I think it is, I, I, and for lack of a better word, I think it's more responsible than the growth that we were seeing, you know, last year and going further since like 2015, 2014. So if you could talk to us a little bit about where, where you're seeing the transition. Sure. So, I mean, honestly, you and I are 1000% on the same page. Um, I mean, it's not all about sales and prices. It's about helping people. And at the end of the day, you are absolutely correct. We are in a much more stable, responsible real estate market right now. The frenzy that was happening where people would list their house, it doesn't, didn't matter what price it was. And then you would have to pay $150,000 over and wave away any of your protections and contingencies in order to get into your home. That was ludicrous. And it's like, how can I sit down with a first time home buyer who's never purchased a home before and tell them, well, like there's no negotiating really. You just got to give them everything that you can and see if it works out. Like that was a really, it was not enjoyable. It wasn't fun. You know, I enjoy this real estate market so much more. And yes, I just disclaimer, like I don't have a crystal ball. We're talking right now, August, 2022. I don't know what September or October or November is going to look at look like but right now. The way that the prices, I don't even want to say that they're softening because that's not the case. Even, you know, economists across the board have said that real estate prices are going to continue to go up year over year, but we're going to be like five to six to seven to 8% as opposed to 25% in a year. That's madness, you know? So housing prices are going to continue to go up. And the reason why housing prices are going up is because the feds have raised the interest rates. Interest rates are having a direct effect on this because people, when they could, you know, going out and buying a million dollar home with 3% interest, your payment is a lot different when it's at 6% interest, which is where it's at. So those people that could afford a million bucks can only afford 850 or whatever that it might be now, you know? So that has had a really, really big effect on it. 
But truthfully, the number one advice that I can give people, and I am like the living, breathing example of this, and I'm so grateful that I did it, is your first home that you buy does not need to be your forever home. Get in there and get into the real estate market and start making money. Like I said, we had four people and four animals in 800 square feet, but my house went up so much money and that I rolled that into the down payment on the home that we're going to be in very comfortably for a really, really long time. We could not have saved up money fast enough the way that the market is appreciating. If you can save, you know, if you can easily save 60 to a hundred thousand dollars in a year, fine. But otherwise you could just go buy a house and it can do it for you. You know what I mean? So if you can comfortably afford a mortgage, even if you're like, I really want a house, but you can afford a condo, go buy the condo 100%. Buy that real estate, hold on to it, wait it out. That housing, you know, it's going to go up and then sell it one day or don't. And now you have an amazing investment property. You know, if you can comfortably afford a mortgage, you should have one. You know, I want to bring up a point. I bought my home in 07. Mm -hmm. And right after that, the economy tanked it. And my my uh my property actually went down. Actually, yeah. I, I went in reverse. Actually, my my mortgage was more than my my the value of my home. But you know, I thought about something there, right? I I can afford my mortgage payment. I need somewhere to live, so let me just pay my mortgage, and I know that things are going to bounce back. Yes. So one thing that I know you said that the that homes are going to go up and I agree with you and I think it has a lot more to do with the inventory especially in mm -hmm. southern California. Right. Now we can't talk and especially in Long Beach area because there's not too much to build. Now we can't talk about Missouri or anything like that. That's yeah. a different market. We don't know that market. But I want to talk about like some people feel the entitlement like that that that, that has to go up and yeah, I mean no. yeah, we thought I about it. The number one thing that a house is going to provide for your family is stability and comfortability. Because the other thing too is, so say the housing market tanks, say tomorrow, everything is, you know, a, a significant decline would be like 10%. So your million dollar home is now worth $900,000. Don't sell your house. Don't sell your house. Your mortgage is going to stay the exact same for 30 years unless you choose to sell or refinance. But you know what? If the market goes down and a recession starts happening, rents are going to go up. That is something that you have absolutely no control over. Whereas you know your mortgage every single month for 30 years. There is no better stability than that. And it's okay. Housing prices are always going to fluctuate. They're not going to go up forever and ever and ever. You know, it's going to go like this, you know, in a positive upward motion historically, you yeah. know, if it goes down, don't sell your house. Well, that's what, you know, I would always tell people this, right? That, that you know, what if my house goes down? I go, don't worry about it unless you're trying to sell it. If you're not yeah. trying to sell it, if you can afford your mortgage payment, just keep going. Because just like the stock market, if you're in it long enough, you're going to have gains. So yeah. don't, if you're looking at it every, if you're not selling your home and you're looking at that, you're going on Zillow every single day and looking at the value of your home, <laughs> you're going to drive yourself crazy. Save it, save it. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to drive yourself absolutely nuts if you continue to do that. And it's kind of like, you know what, you know, buy your home, take pride in that you are a homeowner, because that is the number one thing that you can do for yourself, for your future in order to really, you know, not only gain wealth, but just have like that comfort in that if things go crazy, you're safe. 
absolutely. You have a roof over your head. You know what it's going to cost. You can figure it out. Yeah. And I, I mentioned this earlier, um, but inventory, and you know this better than I do, inventory is an issue, especially in the Long Beach area. And it yeah. has a lot to do with it. There, where, where can you build in, in Long Beach? Yeah. There's not too many areas you can build in Long Beach. And that's one of the reasons why the values keep going up because they're, they're, we're not building and people love Long Beach and they yeah. want to continue to live in Long Beach. Um, I had this, this thought in my head and I wanted to run it past you to what you yeah. thought about this. You know, more and more people as the younger generation goes, they're, they're buying things online. They're buying things on Amazon. So a lot of the, the brick and mortar shopping centers are, are going to be depleted more and more just because uh, those are going to be okay. less demand. My thought process was, why not at some point in time kind of rezone some of the stuff to maybe mixed use or, or residential? That way we have more areas uh, to build for residential. But what's your thoughts on something like that? I mean, I think if something like that were to happen, there would probably be, a, it'd be like 50-50. There are going to be a lot of people who are super stoked and excited that there's more opportunities for houses, you know, in our area. And then there's going to be a lot of people who have been, you know, parts of the community for a very, very long time and a little bit not excited about there being a ton of new houses. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's, I don't know. You know, I just, I think about it from the perspective of, would it be cool if I had more house to, houses to sell? Yes, absolutely. That would be amazing. But at the same time, I want my clients to be happy. And if there's a lot of clients who are living in those areas where, you know, they could start turning some commercial properties into residential properties, like what kind of residential properties? Are we talking single family homes? Are we talking sky rise condos? Because I can tell you right now, if you were to turn, a, you know, a, a, an area with, single family homes into a whole bunch of condominiums, there's going to be a lot of people who probably aren't happy about it, but there's probably also going to be a lot of people who are super stoked on it. So I don't know. I don't have, you know, I'm kind of 50, 50 on it, I guess. Yeah. It, it, it's a, it's a hard conversation. I, I, I dealt with a uh, civil engineer about, or talking to a civil, civil engineer about it because that's what he does. He rezones mm -hmm. stuff and he made up a great point. Um, there's areas in Long Beach, you know, there's some people are like, oh, let's, let's, let's do this. Let's clean this up. Let's clean this up. But other, there's people in Long Beach are like, no, that's my home. Yeah. And if you do too much cleaning up, I'm not going to be able to afford uh, to buy a home in this area or, or pay the rent if you change the area so much. So there's, there's that responsibility too, that we got to look at the demographics. Like the, some people are like, I, I like the way Long Beach is in this area right now. I don't want any yeah. changes because if we do that, I might not be able to buy a home or I might not be able to uh, pay for rent and I'm going to have to move. And I love Long Beach. So yeah. there's a lot of that, too. So it's very complicated issue. It really is. And I think that's the, you know, there's a million realtors in the world. There are, I mean, even in Long Beach, I mean, there are like thousands and thousands and thousands. And I think that's why it's so, you know, beautifully perfect that we're all different and unique. And then you're going to be able to find the right exact person who aligns with you and your values and everything that you're looking for, you know? So I think that, you know, in, in essence, all realtors are in competition with each other, if you think about it. But at the same time, we all need each other in order to do our jobs as well. So I think that from the perspective of people living in different areas and different places and whatever, like there's someone out there who's ready to fight for you. And 
and everything that you want in your community. So find them for sure. Well, see, you know, I think of it a little bit differently with, with realtors. I feel like there's enough business for everybody. I think a the, thousand percent the there is enough, for everybody. There is enough success to go around. I mm. think that, you know, I truly believe that when you, you know, are, are grateful and you celebrate everything that other people are doing, like it's only going to help you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We've got to keep putting that positivity out there into the universe because it's going to come back to you. You know, there are enough houses to sell. There's enough like houses or any business out there. It -hmm. doesn't matter. There's enough success for everybody. You can all, you can all go kick butt, you know? Yeah. And it's important as you do, you have, you have a good reputation with the realtors in the community. And I think it's very important to have that because uh, especially from the the market that we're coming from, right? When there's, you know, you you put a home for sale and there's, you know, 200 offers, right? Th- then you're looking at, okay, well, if all the offers are exactly the same, well, let me work with a realtor that I know is going to do a good job. Relationships are everything. Relationships are absolutely everything. And so there has been plenty of times when I'm like, hey, I know this person. They are really, really, really good at what they do. They're kind that, you know, there are a million ways to protect your clients and fight and negotiate hard for your clients while still being a respectful, kind human being. And some people don't realize that. And some people do. And that is something that where relationships go a very, very long way in not just my industry, but every industry. And we just all need to continue to be someone that other people want to work with or be around or, you know, I'm, I try really, really hard to be, you know, I mean, we all have our moments, but I try very hard to be positive and be someone that other people want to be around and, and work with and, and enjoy. And it goes a long way. And that, that's a good point there, being positive, because I know, you know, with, with your, your career, you've been pretty much on a directory going up, but I'm, there's lulls in, in, in your, your business too. So I'm sure there's times in your, in, in your business uh, where you're where you're like in a lull and you're like oh man you start you know imposter syndrome like can i do this was oh my god thing? yeah like yeah. what am i doing am i really cut out for this i we have a joke where i'm like i'm quitting i'm going back to riley's <laughs> like every time that i get a little bit stressed out it's like no it's fine it's it's all okay you know but what do you do what do you do when you're in that situation because i i all realtors go through that so what do you do to to keep yourself positive when you're hitting those those moments Okay, so I'm reading a really good book right now called The Gap and the Gain. I think that's what it's called. But I'm a very um motivated, like I, I set really big goals for myself and I'm hard on myself when I don't achieve those goals. And I'm like, that's madness. I got to stop worrying about that. So if I'm ever in a lull, so the it's where you measure yourself in order to see like where you are going versus how far that you have come. So if I have a goal to sell 40 houses, that's my goal this year is I want to sell 40 houses. And I look at where am I at? If say I fall short, say I sell 30 houses this year and I'm like, oh my gosh, like what a waste. I didn't hit my goal. I can't focus on the 10. I can't focus on the 30 to 40 that I didn't hit. I need to focus on, you just sold 30 houses. Do you know how many people wish that they could sell 30 houses? So every time I feel that lull, I look at, I, I try to compare myself from where am I at now versus where, where I came from and celebrate that because that's big. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm on track. I want to, I want to sell 40 houses this year. Like that's not, <laughs> that's yeah. not off the table, but wherever that I end up at the end of this year, that's, you need to look at from 
from where you came from versus like what where did I fall short not where did I fall short where, what have I accomplished so if I'm feeling a lull and I'm feeling like oh my gosh like I thought that I was going to do x y and z and I'm not there I'm gonna be like girl you kicked butt this year look at where you came from it's okay keep going yeah that's 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 great so let's have a little fun here so what are uh, you mentioned a few places but where do you like to go and eat and have some fun okay um really love the eldo that's one of our you know little it's kind of funny so since moving from being in um i mean i've lived in belmont shore belmont heights so it's funny as i've gotten older where my areas have just kind of changed not i mean i guess anything is being older but just where we have moved um so being where we live now i feel like we're at the eldo most of the time that is just our you know want to go have a beer have some pretzels go have dinner kind of thing um if i want like a nice date night i love 555 in downtown it's one of my most favorite restaurants ever i mean i'm trying to think like what else (laughs) (laughs) if i want to go out for breakfast we love the potholder but i try to go to the i mean the one on lakewood is the closest one to our house but i really love the one on broadway because it's just where you know i wasn't when i was in college and living right there on belmont and broadway and we would walk there all the time after a night out after going to second street all night long and, <laughs> and that's where we ended up for pancakes in the morning just to survive yeah. the day <laughs> yeah, it's a different energy down on broadway than it is lakewood boulevard's cool but there's a different energy oh yeah yeah no, from oh, yeah, in that sure. in that area well i mean 555 comes up a lot i think when i asked the guest 555 comes up a lot so really yeah yeah that's that's a, i mean obviously that's high end so yeah. Most people can eat there all the time, but uh, yeah, I highly recommend I Selva. It. I absolutely yeah. love Selva. It is an incredible, amazing, delicious, what, what is it? Colombian, but it's not like, I mean, I'm not, I, I don't really consider myself to be a very adventurous eater. Like I kind <laughs> of stick with what I, with what I know and with what I like, but everything that I have tried there has just been absolutely incredible. So good. The smoked chicken. If you go there and just get the smoked chicken, that you'll- Smoked chicken is really good. Yeah. The Selva, Selva is great, great. So if people wanted to work with you, how would they do that, Danielle? Um, well, you can find me on Instagram or find me on Facebook. My Instagram handle is at Danny, D-A-N-I, Femmel, F-E-H-M-E-L. Um, I work at the RE Collective. My office is right by um, Long Beach Airport. So if you want to find me, you can you know go find our company page on Instagram or on Facebook. Um, or call me or text me. <laughs> Whatever. All I right. like well, I want to leave you with one last question. Okay. If if you could talk to somebody breaking into the real estate market right now, real estate agent, you know, brand spanking new, sure. what advice would you give that person? Find a mentor. Find someone who's kicking butt and be like, hey, let me buy you a coffee. What can I do now? And for anyone who is thinking about getting in real estate, that can be me. Happy to help. Oh, that's beautiful that you passed it down, right? Barbara helped you and now you're going to pass it down. I'm very, very, very lucky and fortunate. I mean, there's a million different amazing companies that realtors can work at in the city of Long Beach. And the thing is, is sometimes it's nice to work with somebody who isn't or work. I mean, you know, have, have a mentorship with somebody who isn't at the same exact company. You can bounce different ideas off of each other and keep it fresh and interesting and everything. So 
No, I'm very fortunate that I have found amazing mentors and people who have been um, champions for me. And as you said before, there's enough success to go around and I want to show people how to kick butt in real estate too. I'm good with that. Right on. Daniel, it was so much fun catching up with you today. This was really fun. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. Till next time, it's a long reach thing. Thank you for tuning into It's a Long Beach Thing. Please tune in next time for another great episode. Thank you and have a good rest of your day.